Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stone. Over the way is John Fairbanks. Hi, John. Hello, Tyler. Guys, it's been a big week here. We've got a lot of new stuff we've been rolling out for clients the last couple of weeks. We've been busy as hell. But there's meeting with a lot of gym owners, there's a thing that we've, John and I have kind of identified as a either a prerequisite or something that we need to be developing as, as mm. your, in your tool belt as a gym owner. And that is leadership. And it is one of those situations where as a gym owner, you're, it's, there's a lot of businesses where you can own it and don't necessarily have to be a big, huge leadership isn't a massive part of the requirement. You can kind of delegate a lot of that stuff out. You can do a, it just doesn't have to be as big of a community movement. What's the word we're looking movement really is a thing. We've talked about this yeah. quite a bit in the past. You're creating a movement in your community, in your town, in your area, you're managing people and you need to inspire and you need to hold people accountable. Like that's just, that's actually part of the work of coaching and delivering this business is leading accountability, all of this stuff. So we, we realized as we look through that there's a big gap in leadership when it comes to gym ownership. And I think some do it really, really well. And there's some that need to take a really hard, take a good hard look at your leadership skills, where you communicate, how you operate your business as a leader, and are you actually trying to be a leader or are you simply trying to be kind of a doer? And that is something we wanna dive, dive kind of deep into today. When it comes to leadership, there's a lot of things that we've run into over these past few years since COVID. Mm-hmm. We have seen amidst the COVID stuff, a lot of gym owners, I know that things were working well because frankly, from 2013 to 2018, 19 in the functional fitness space, you got a lot of big free push, a lot of big free interest because you shared one of the, the names brand. that was on your, on your billboard or on your sign was one that people were just searching for. It was hot. Um, COVID hits. And next thing we know is, well, granted, government's shutting people down. That's that's difficult. But we realized that I think there was a lot of people who were not equipped to do much beyond except what was easy coming in over those years. And the businesses were not very resilient. And the leaders of those places were kind of content to take what they were given. And not to not to make anybody feel bad, because don't get me wrong, we lost a lot of things over with the COVID lockdowns. I think the COVID policy and all that stuff cost a lot of people a lot, us included. We had businesses that we had to close. We had to move out of the country. There was, you know, this is, we're not, I'm not over here just going, what are you, a bunch of quitters? Trust right. me. I, I feel you completely. You know, I was down to six suitcases as a family and nowhere to live moving back to the United States. So trust me, I know that it was hard. But I saw, and I called it, you know, Julian and I called it at the very beginning of the COVID lockdowns. We said, I have a feeling there's a lot of people that are going to look for this as an excuse to say, oh, shit, it didn't work out. Well, there was blood in the water. Yeah. And I think there was blood in the water. The one thing, the one thing that I've said since COVID is that love it or hate it, how your country responded to COVID and how we responded to Donald Trump as our president. Both incidences just highlighted or just like lifted the sheet and shined a light on all the problems that were already there. Yeah. So COVID just strained whatever your system was, whatever the system was that you had in your business, um, your own personal ethos. If there were problems, it just strained it to a breaking point to the point to where it did break it. Talking about the brand issues, Tyler. 
one of the things that you and I talked a lot about, especially when we were working with StrongFit, was way too much reliance by gym owners by for the brand. So whether yeah. they wanted to be affiliated with CrossFit or F45, or if they were going to be StrongFit, there was just too much desire to not have it be you your own. Exactly. And some reason you want to like put your hooks into, oh, well, no, I'll be successful if I can be a CrossFit gym, if I could be a StrongFit gym. And as soon as that didn't pay off, as soon as COVID strained that system where you really weren't interested in being you and you were just going to rely off the brand, everything and brands, broke. And brands just can't, especially the CrossFit brand. Then you had all that disruption with the Glassman stuff and, and all this stuff. Now, I mean, there's a huge, huge, what's the word? Uh, just a bunch of people left. <laughs> what's the opposite of an influx? A big outpouring of fucking canceling of, affiliate, of affiliations. Ex- a big exodus. Well done, John. Thank you. Uh, from the first book of Genesis. <laughs> exactly. No, uh, so, but that was something that we noticed that as, as we saw, it was like there was just a bit of a, and by the way, I know it's hard, but if your business takes, let's just say six weeks, eight weeks where you can't operate in your building, how resilient are you? How much cash do you have put aside? A lot of it was simply about being, are you operating paycheck to paycheck essentially as a business? And that's where we realized like, oh, you've been in, we've been in here with the gravy train of publicity and free traffic and all this stuff because of your association with another brand. And yet you didn't make anything that can sustain, frankly, a, you know, if, a, if you got a little water in your basement, you know, you're going to be screwed if you got to shut down for a few weeks. So that's one of the sides of this is that as part of leadership is you need to be the person. It's not about being a wild general patent type you know, boot in the ass type guy, as far as leadership goes, John, you played sports on team sports at a pretty high level. And one of the yes, things is it has less to do about being the person that has all the right answers and more to do about being the person who says, all right, here's my plan. This is the best plan that I can put forward. And I am willing to do what it takes to implement this. All of you on my staff, Here's what we want to do. Let's communicate. We'll have input on this. But in the end, what I do say, whatever we come to agreement on, is going to go forward, which means I now then to need to start holding my staff accountable to the things that they that they need to be doing. What if they don't know what they need to be doing? It's the issue we see with a lot of gyms, mm-hmm. where it's like their staff has tasks that we, you know, the owners are expecting of them, and they're not doing fucking any of them. But it's the owner's fault because you failed to communicate that to them. If you... Did I talk about the human nature thing? Everything will scale back to the most comfortable thing in every job that's going to happen. It's just what we'll do. And so if you don't communicate to them, hey, you need to do this every Monday and this every Wednesday, and then I need these key performance indicators, need to start moving in the right direction. If they're not, I need to, one, not just chew on ass when it doesn't work, but it also means Mm -hmm. now I need to go, okay, what can we do? What do you talk to them, hold them accountable, but what do you need to do in order to make this work? Maybe they're missing some tools. Maybe they're missing the concept altogether, or maybe they just need you to work with them on it. But that way you can start to actually lead instead of hope, because this is what a lot of gym owners do. And I hate the fucking, whatever. If you think it's you, it might be you, but there's listen, guys, we see a lot of stuff. There's a lot of them out there. A lot of gym owners ain't posted shit on social media for a year, two years, two and a half years on their personal stuff about the business at all. I've seen businesses, gyms that are barely posting on social media, but once every three to six months, you know, we've seen gyms that post consistently and then take the summer off from social media. It's 
social media is not the be all end all, but it is a free thing that you can be doing. So if you're worried about getting leads and you're not doing anything, then all you're doing is hoping and you're not leading. Okay. You don't hope to win a war. You need to lead your people. You need to equip them and you need to go. That is how this is done. You're not going to hope your way out of a COVID lockdown. You need to have led and prepared and had a plan and built a very resilient system that is capable of taking a big, huge fucking punch in the face. And only happens through action. Yeah. Like it's these action steps going back to your example with like of playing college sports, like you only have one. You can't, you will not be successful if you don't plan, right? That's obvious. You have to have a plan. If you don't have a fucking plan, then you stand no chance. Yeah. But the plan cannot be where this stops. And the thing that's crazy, you can do a whole bunch of planning. Like in, in college sports, you have the whole off season. You can try and plan, but in all reality, whatever your off season is. So we talk a lot oftentimes with gym owners where summertime things will slow down. You might as well call that the off season. Yeah. So if you're going to make some tweaks, make some changes, do some things to prep for in season, when you hit fall and winter and you know, you're going to be really hitting it hard and your gym is going to explode. You want to be prepping, but once you're in the shit, you can only plan for so long. If we're going to play Tennessee and then Alabama and then Georgia, and then we're going to keep playing team team after team after team week after week, you don't get to plan for more than two days, Mm -hmm. maybe. And then you have to be going. You can't complain. Oh, I don't have good. I don't have good players. Or if you're a gym owner, Oh, my coaches are dog shit or whatever. It's like, you got what you got. So now, You're going to go to war. You're going to go and play the game. You're going to go and participate. You better have a fucking action plan that you are taking action on. Because oftentimes it's the one, nobody has a fucking plan. That's become evident. You've just been coasting by. If you do have a plan, you've been fucking stuck in a, oh, planning, figure things out. Just want to get a feel for how things are going. Like get fucking beyond that and start taking some actual action to see if your planning is worth a shit. Yeah. The big thing that's here on the tech side that I do is you hear all the time in these sprints where you get all these people together and they say, this is the idea we want to execute and we want to fail fast. Fail fast. You need to fail fast. So that then you the know thing. what you need to pivot. Well, and that is the thing that we do a lot and that you have to have a plan and that plan has to be pushing forward very, very, very quickly, very effective, thoughtfully. You can't just ram your head into the wall at full speed. But there's a difference between having an idea and having a plan. Just like there's a, bit, there's a big difference between having an opinion and being intelligent, right? It's all the same thing, right? And so having an idea is great. What are you going to do? Can you get people to implement it? Can you really get people to wrap it? Because you can't, you can do it all yourself. Fine. Where's the time? How, what are the actionables? Because we talked to the client yesterday and it went really well. But one of the things we were talking about, we gave out a very bulleted list of actions for them to, for them to roll with, right? Like step-by-step four tasks a day for seven days. Like, let's get this project moving. Right. right. And that was one of the things that like, he's like, you know, this is great. Cause every step of this, I already have the systems to do. The only thing I need now is to just run through this. And it's like, exactly. And now this thing that we delivered to you, replicate this for every other thing that you're doing. Because now 
instead of looking at this project, which is like, okay, say I want to get, you know, I want to up my Google game, right? Well, having your mom leave you a Google review and, and thinking about it and telling two or three people will get you two or three more Google reviews. But how does that become implemented into your gym system? How do you fully launch that so you cover all the ground you've been missing because you've been slacking for years? And then how do you also make sure that every person who comes in the door gets it? Those are things that we operate with the Gear Academy as we make sure that they have the plan. We hold them to the fire. So everything that you're doing is not an idea that you're trying. It's a plan that's being executed and then being built as a part of your business. That's the piece. You got to be every step you're taking needs to be a thing that you're leaving down behind you permanently. And if it sucks, you take one step back and you dig it up and you throw it in the garbage. But you always have to move forward as though this is the way I want to do things. Always be willing, by the way, to abandon something if it sucks. But it's about trusting your own judgment and being willing to fail. And this is, I think, very often, I hope it's we are in the end, like failing at multiple businesses, opening and failing and trying and succeeding at multiple of your own businesses is one of the best ways to learn to trust your judgment. It's very, 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 this Definitely. is the thing that I run into all the time with people, with business partners, with everything that we do. I've learned very quickly now that my, or not quickly, I've learned very, what's the word, uh, definitively now that my judgment is pretty on point. My first instinct's pretty good. And every time I bite on it, I'm, like, mm, I'm fucking mm -hmm. wrong. And it blows, it's wrong and it blows up in my face. And I said, you know, if I would have just right away, we would have been just fine. So learn, stop second guessing yourself. The most important thing I think is leadership is you need to, yes, you need to know that you may fail at this, but the, the moment you make a decision, you trust your instincts and you move forward and be thoughtful. Don't drag anybody into deep water and drown them. But in the end, as you go through this process, things get wild. Use your judgment again. Like, you know, this isn't working. Uh, let's find a different angle. What do we need to do to change? Really objectively look through these things after the fact, during the process, but a process of constant correction, constant course correction and optimization. Always be looking to optimize, always be looking to be more efficient, always be looking to scale. Anytime I talk to somebody that's running it through those filters in their brain, they're making, they're on the right path. It's like, okay, yeah, so we'll start with this. And if it gets like this, we'll bat this one back this way, bat this way, and then I can ramp it up here. Like now you're thinking. Now stop thinking and start going. And that's well, all you need to do. You want to launch a new program? That's what we do, right? All right, what are the five steps? How do we publish? How do we do this? We're going to do all this and we're going to launch a new program. How do we build it in forever? How do I make sure new people know that it's a thing that exists? How do I make sure that people get reminded of it constantly? How do I market it? You don't have to do all of it at once. But now you have like 15 things that can be done. And now you start doing them. And you start bringing staff on board. You may, and this is, this is the name of the game is leadership. Leadership is having a plan. Leadership is marching forward. Leadership is like, it's being able to inspire people to stick with it, to just trust your judgment and know, by the way, that you're not going to be bullheaded and crash the whole thing into the rocks because it was your fucking idea at first. <laughs> you know, that's, enough, that's, that's an important side. Admitting that you're wrong is just as important as being willing to say, it's my plan. I thought it out. I appreciate your feedback. Here's how we're going to go forward. It's the same. They're two sides of the same coin. It's about leaning towards what is right. That confidence only comes from time in the saddle. Yeah. To be able to trust your judgment, it took you time because you needed to have it happen enough times to be, you know what? I may feel intolerable because I feel like I know the answer before we have to go down and crash this fucking thing into the wall. But I've now watched enough people crash things into the wall when I could have said something that I'm now very confident in my ability to see this. And John. I would say... Keep yeah. talking. I got to swap a battery here. You're good.
So the one thing for sure that what I'm seeing is when we're talking about this topic and we're touching on this idea of being a leader, that leadership piece is so important for gym owners, for you to be able to step back, whether you're a personal trainer and it's your own business or whether you're a gym owner and you have people that rely on you, they rely on you to be able to be the captain of the ship. You have to have the heading. You can't be guessing and be coming to people and being unsure or saying, hey, I think I want to work on a thing. We talk about this all the time. We're working with people and when we work, and I know for us personally, it's we have spouses. Your spouse needs to have confidence in what you're doing. That confidence comes from your confidence. Your coach's confidence comes from your confidence. Your client's confidence comes from your confidence. And if you aren't saying, hey, I'm confident in the direction that we're going and you do it enough, like you said, Tyler, constantly course correcting. If you're not making those micro adjustments in real time, then what you're going to have, keep the fucking sailor pirate thing going on. If you're (laughs) sailing a boat and your crew isn't confident where you're going, you're going to have a goddamn coup on your hands. And how many times have we seen either that happen or we start to feel it under the surface is happening to a gym owner where he's starting to lose control of his own ship. Yeah. And so big leadership traps you can fall in is being too bullheaded and too stubborn about your own plan and your own ideas. This is the thing. These are the things that I learned the hard way in the beginning. Of course, that was like my primary thing. This is my idea of the highway. And then I overcorrected back and started to doubt my decision-making. And then I start in doing so you end up not trusting your own instincts, which is a huge mistake. So those are two big ones. You need to find balance between those two, between trusting yourself, trusting your judgment, and then just actually fucking being interested in the data and information and learning and adapting. That's super important. Getting other people on board is the name of the game because leadership is delegation. Frankly, as your system grows, Mm -hmm. it needs to be delegation. It needs to be identifying opportunities as well. You need to identify opportunities, triage, prioritizing, the old Jocko thing, prioritize and execute. That's almost the primary role of a leader is everybody has ideas that we can do going forward, but somebody needs to say, this is the one we're doing now. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This is, you know, we need to weed out the riffraff and now we need to go forward with this because this is what I think the next right thing to do is. Um, that's super, super, super important in regards to leadership. In a community with your gym, that's another thing. You need to, we need to engage. You need to inspire. You know, you know with coach, coaching is leadership. So that needs to be, a lot of the systems we're talking about are fractal from the bottom all the way up. That your coaches need to be good leaders. You need to be a good leader for your coaches. In doing so, that's how you build what your actual culture of your gym is. Of what your gym is, what your business is. They should be nearly the same. It should be welcoming. It should still be trusting in the person who's making the decisions, trusting in someone else's expertise. And that's the name of the game, guys. So leadership is a piece, though, that I see lacking just so much in the fitness space because I think we start out as a lot of one-man operations. And as a one-man operation, you go, yeah, yeah, we'll just kind of do and we adapt and figure out. But then there's not the eye for growth. And if your business isn't growing, your business is dying. And I hate to – this is – 
It's the one thing that I've known since the very beginning with every business I've been a part of. If your business is not growing, it is dying. If you're not evolving, you're dying. It's the way it always works. Cities are the same way, by the way. If the town is not growing, it is dying. Any system involved, complex system involving human beings is either growing one way or it is dying. It's either it's giving into entropy or it is fighting it. That's it. Mm -hmm. There is no stasis point. That's great, but that doesn't work. It's the same thing with you know everything you're talking about investing in the stock market. It's all this shit. Is it's not about consistent profits from quarter to quarter. It's not. Profits have to grow from this quarter to the next quarter. And by the way, what if our increase in profits that we projected from this quarter to the next quarter, we thought we're going to see 2% growth, but instead it's 1.5% growth. Well, that's still growth, but it's not as much as we predicted. And boom, we take a confidence hit, right? The name of the game is growth. And if you're, again, if you're not evolving, you're dying. This is, this is a fact. Well, the one thing that I get really frustrated with is a lot of folks that become gym owners were coaches before. And the odds are you had that itch, that drive to be a really great coach. You didn't want to listen to some other fucking person tell you what to do. So you were willing to strike out on your own and take that bull by the horns and go and do it. So you applied a lot of good skills to probably become a great coach. Shit, Hunter talked about it when we talked to him of how he took this mentality that he had had for years to become a great coach. And now he started to unleash it on what it means to be a great gym owner and a great business owner is if you've worked hard to become a great coach, you have all the skills, you know what to do on to become a great gym owner, to become a great business owner. The issue is, is that I think that there's a lack of understanding of what you do. There's lots of things out there of like, Oh, I can go and get my level one certification or I can get a nutrition certification or a transformation certification, or I want to be at a personal training certification. Like that's all really easy to see. But when it comes to the business side, that's where things I think get muddier. It's not as clear or it feels really fucking gross with mm -hmm. some of the sharks that we see in that place. That's why a lot of the things that we're talking about of like raising your business IQ doesn't necessarily come from the fitness world it comes from a lot of different areas, but man, it's a huge benefit that our folks have of being able to raise their business IQ with someone that has kind of gotten to the top of the mountain and continues to excel and owns a gym business and owns a gym that continues to have success. I mean, I think that's a huge benefit that we bring to our folks inside of the Gear Academy is to be able to raise that CEO IQ level on yeah. the gym front. Yeah. Well, and a lot of that comes from this is and some of these are things, leader, these leadership qualities are things we baked into what we do with the Gear Academy as well. But the this like on the CEO coaching side of things, you know, we have great you have Willem that comes in and partners with us for that stuff. And Willem's great at delegating systems. That's his thing is identifying where, what the skills you as a gym owner, as a business owner need to level up, you know, to a certain point it's perfect because he fits in right on the outside, the edges of everything we want to mess with. Right. But we start with people very often with uh, time management, Identifying where you're bleeding your time, what basic few things need to be delegating, where are you leaking money in the beginning? But most of this, by the way, we were talking with someone the other day too, is I forget that the 
same issues that our clients have and their same needs and wants that our clients have, our, our fitness clients have, are almost the same as our gym owners' clients have. And the word that always works, and I always I bring this up to people all the time, that it's such a great, it's a buzzword that sells, that's not being like clickbaity, right? It's accountability. And I forget that I always talk to, I tell gym, gym owners when we're building their product stuff is accountability is a service. You need to find a way to work in one way or another where you have a product and then you just say, we're also doing accountability. That's part of, but that word hits with people. And do you know why that word connects with clients, fitness clients more than weight loss, by the way, because weight loss is the goal. When you talk about what services you're offering in this, say nutrition, coaching, some fitness stuff, whatever. And if accountability is in there, because they know. They know it was them. They know it's always been them. Right. They know it's like, oh, fuck, yeah. What it is, it's never been the plan. It's never been, it's, I don't do it. And so every time we talk to somebody, we'll talk to, I talk to fitness clients and all the time. Yeah, I really want the accountability. I want the accountability. It's nuts. And they want to pay you extra. By the way, they're paying you to do the thing that they need to do, but then they want to pay you extra to make sure that they do it. That's what investing in yourself is. And it seems silly, right? But it's, it's, it's human psychology that that accountability is something they know they need because deep down in their heart, they know that they're the reason they haven't had success, that the plans, all plans probably work if done, right? Kind of every, every, every single thing will work until it doesn't. And if it doesn't, you weren't, you weren't held accountable. It means they know that it was their fault in the past and they want to make sure that you save them from themselves. And with our gym owners clients, we hear the same thing when people say, yeah, I want to get in on the gear Academy. I want to get in. I want to start working with you guys directly. It's because, yeah, I need the accountability. I need, I need someone to just say, you know, this is, this is what I use with networking in general. I've always done this with my networking is, is I find somebody to say, give me the, what are like the three things I should do for this, this, or this. And then what I do is I, I say that I will say, I'll check back in with you and let you know how it goes. And this is exactly what our gym owners that work with us say. It's like, yeah, I, you know what? I really need the accountability. Someone to tell me, you're right. If I want this project to work, these are the four tasks I need to start this week. And then next week, I'll check in with you and we'll, make, we'll see how it went, see what we, we can tune up. That accountability is kind of the name of the game. Accountability, you, by the way, accountability, what do you think college is? Guess what? Well, you have do you to go think to class. Fucking information that you can't get. Do you think there's any the information internet? in the world that you can't get right now? Mm-hmm. By the way, people explain there is no shortage of it. So there's the arbitrary certification nature of college, which is whatever. There's jobs that need it. I get it. You're not gonna be a surgeon and not go not go to college. But truthfully, your teacher is there to hold you accountable. Make sure you did the work. Make sure you actually learned the learning right? In business, it's not, it's not some big school where, you know, go off and do all your thing. You can do that. The sharp ones, just like what Hunter did the other day, Hunter pays us to do the things that he, you know, needs help guidance on. But the other stuff he wanted to take on his own was like, perfect. I'm going to learn a shitload about copywriting. And he held himself accountable. He did it. He tested it. He failed it. He passed. He tested it. He, he tested, he basically designed his own test, right? He learned the information, crafted his own test, did the work, went back and graded it said, eh, it's about a C. Let's tune it up. Kept trying again, design another test. And that's now what he's doing. That's what learning mastery. is, right? It's mastery. And you can do that with everything, but you, sometimes you need help. And fortunately, John and I don't charge $20,000 every semester for it. But, but accountability is the nature of what education is, truthfully. Unless you're a real self-starter, or the truth is you're just busy and can get easily distracted in the day-to-day minutia of your business. It's hard. You need somebody to say, sit the fuck down. Right now, what are the four? There's always what are the four things that are holding you back right now? 
Well, let's identify them. Okay, what one do we need to fix right now? Is it skill? Is it maybe just a part of your business? A system needs fixed. Perfect. But if next week that system is leaning towards being better, and maybe it doesn't get fixed in a week, but every week it improves, and in a few weeks it's fixed or whatever, we move on to something else. At that rate, in two years, your business will progress further as a system, as a quality, your expertise, your skill level, your business acumen will 5x in two years. Or you can sit on ass and keep doing what you're doing, cool. uh, whatever. But but that is it. But but that is what leadership is. Leadership is being the guy who's going, man or guy or girl, who says, you know, I have to figure out how to make this better because the buck stops here. Nobody's fucking coming to save you. That's well, no, and- the important thing about it. you. It's your business. Nobody's coming to save you. You want to get another PPE loan and hope to God that the, the door that they never come back for it. Cool. Or you better start figuring out how to earn and how to save, how to make a system that works and still deliver results and not sell your soul in the process. It's not impossible, but it is required if you're going to be around for 15 years. I have a gym that we worked with today. Hey, I want to say this, by the way. I have a gym that, that, that I work with today that I talked to. They have, they've had members that are 15-year members. Quite a few, like more than 20. Whatever that formula is, is working. You know, at the very <laughs> least, they've been in the game. You know, and that's a big deal. Fifteen-year membership—that's big. That's big. Because of forward thinking, you yeah. only stay in business because you're keeping your eyes ahead. The system that you have is efficient, and it's don't get wrapped up in the fitness world for this. What businesses have been in business for? 20 years, 30 years, whatever they're doing, whatever those principles are, are sound, no matter what business they're in. And that's the part to where you have to be looking. As an owner, you have to have your, you have to be forward thinking. Do you have enough time to do that? Do you just have 20 ideas rattling in your head to the point to where you never actually get time to sit down and execute a single one of them? Well, great. Your business is fucked. Mm-hmm. You're too busy running it. Yeah. Well, you're and too busy having ideas because ideas, ideas are like opinions. <laughs> you know, they really are. Nobody gives a shit about it. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I don't care about your idea until it exists. I'm sorry. What, what is your plan to implement your idea? Mm-hmm. You know, your opinion is marvelous. What do you want to do with it? Right. What are we going to do? If you're going to have an opinion on an issue, or why, what, how, then how do we make this fixed? How do you remedy this? How do you improve the situation? If you think that this thing sucks, what should be better? Because your plan of making it better is the only thing that I care about, right? And your idea, yeah, I want to try this thing and this thing. Everybody has ideas. I, every, by the way, we've, we've done this before with gym owners where they're like, you know, especially when we get into some deeper processes with them where we're doing a lot of stuff for them and we're almost helping them implement many concurrent ideas at the same time. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot, people go real deep with our services. We're like, okay, we sure. have these six things we're going to roll on, boom, 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 boom. And the worst thing that ever happens in, in those situations, the thing we always have to dial back with them is like, no, 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 you're not here to have more ideas. Sorry, not it's right time, now. It's time to do. It's time to go. So we're going to prioritize, because what happens is sometimes you go and you're like, yeah, this one, we identify an issue here. And the next thing you know, they want to pivot. Like, well, hang on here, <laughs> because then you end up with that shiny object syndrome. And by doing everything, you actually are doing nothing. And so sometimes somebody needs to say, no, we're going to fix this thing. We don't get to just solve a different problem now because this one is hard. 
or because I don't actually want to think about what's going on with my staffing issues, my personnel problems. I don't want to actually train my employees. I don't want to hold them accountable. I don't want to, I don't want to have to advance the system because it seems hard. You know, it's tough the way that that, that's the way it works with a lot of business, but the buck stops with you. This is a thing that I've, you know, not to, it's, you know, I'm sure it works for men and women and moms and dads too, but as a father, it's the only, you know, frankly, it's just the only dynamic I know. My job is to be the person who says, okay, that's it. At some point, like, you know, yes, we all come together on this thing, but like, I'll be accountable if the fucking ship sinks. You know what I mean? If we're homeless right. on the street, guess who it is, whose fault it is. I promise. I know whose fault it is. It, it would be mine. The day we have no money, we're living on the street, it's on me. And then the day we get out of that situation, it will only happen because I was willing to buckle up and do it. At the very least, maybe that's not the only reason you get out of it, but that is the way I take on that responsibility. You need to lead. You need to lead your business like you lead your family, like you lead a sports team. It's, it's, it's all the same. And it needs to be built on trust, everybody believing that you're trying to make the right decision, that we're all working on the same team, get your ego out of the way, but still trust your instincts. It's a lot. It's a balancing act. But leadership in your business, it's leadership qualities are great when, when a business has big teams, it's required the leader, the CEO, like people bitch about granted, CEOs in general. So there's a lot of CEO positions that are fake jobs. They're just like, uh, what's the, I've seen a lot where it's almost like being a king. You know, it's just like an arbitrary made up position where you're like, sure. oh, now you don't do anything. You're a figurehead. You're the queen of right. England. And you get paid, you know, that that is with a, a lot of systems that does is where it becomes, but not in yours. Hate to break it to you. Not in yours. So the buck stops with you. You got to make the decisions. You need to lead the way that you would lead any of those things. And those systems, a thing with big systems, a big team, say if you're the CEO of a fucking bank, you know, like a large regional bank, now you're in charge of like, okay, we're going to open new branches here. And if you're going to open new branches there, you are going to be responsible for a colossal failure. But you have people that you hope are giving you the right information right? You're getting all the right information. There's people that, that you have built now, you have built trust with them. They understand what you're trying to do. And that's the nature of that game. It's like, all right, I trust you. You trust me. What do you think? Let's all objectively decide. I know you want one here, but like, let's, we can't all fuck this up together. And I think it's important what you just called out where it's, when you get to that level, you're talking to a top suite executives. They're not ever making a decision on their own. Their name may be on the dotted line, but I guarantee you they either have a board that they're not just have to be accountable for, but that they work with. They have an inner circle of people that are maybe in their small executive team and they sure as fuck have other CEOs in other industries or adjacent industries to their own that get on the phone or they can talk to and say, these are the things I'm thinking about. And that for us is the epitome of why we started the gym owners revolution, the online resource that we have that's free because it is lonely. Being a leader can be lonely at times when you need to be able to spitball, Mm -hmm. when you need to be able to get opinions and the good news and you're not sure. And when it's hard and when you're not, by the way, you have a team of employees who's, Livelihood depends on your ability to 
execute your ability to develop the system. And there's times where you have just you need to think, and you you're, you're not you maybe don't know which way to go. Well, guess what? Part of being a leader is you cannot bring everybody in the loop on all that stuff because then they will lack confidence because they don't they don't trust your instincts the way you do, or they don't they don't understand your process. So you can't be unloading your purse every time things get difficult in front of your staff because your staff's going to go wait a minute what you know i've been in arrangements with fucking with employers where like you have a down month and shit comes up and motherfuckers like well if we don't get something done here nobody's getting paid so oh okay cool well i guess i bet you i know what happens when that happens is you're completely fucked try that once and see how that Mm -hmm. goes you know i dare you that is what shit leadership is Good right. leadership. I've worked for companies that have had really down months, you know, especially in other in other industries, really down months. And the owner silently goes to the accountant. I know this because the accountant told me silently goes to the accountant and says, "Hey, we got to transfer some money out of my personal account and stuff. And I got to take some money out of my retirement. I got I got, I got to take this hit so we can cover payroll for this next couple months. We don't have any work. He's not sending us home. He's not not paying us. He's not taking the cut." It's like, I got to keep these guys around. I trust that it will get better. I trust that I will get the work. I trust that I got the right team, meaning I am going to put fucking skin in the game, not fuck it. I'm going to scratch all this off of everybody who's in here for this thing and hope that they just fucking gut it out, right? That is the difference between good leadership and bad leadership. Bad leadership goes, whatever, it's not my fault this was bad. Fuck it, I'll dump all the employees or whatever. That is dog shit leadership and those people get exactly what they deserve in business which is nobody working for them nobody trusting them that's how it works so in so those don't situations be don't be alone you need to get into this is why we all open the gym owners revolution the facebook group listen we talk to a lot of gym owners all the time who even when they're trying to figure things out within your own business you can't talk to your employees about the full scope of your goals your hopes and your problems because frankly they are some of your problems Right. And you also can't always talk to your spouse and significant others, significant others. Sometimes you can, but sometimes you need them also to be like, you know, they, they, they're going to get nervous. If you tell your wife, like, man, three of my employees, suck. I gotta go. I don't know what to do. I got it. You can't. There is doubt. Doubt is a thing in leadership. Absolutely. is. It's how do you manage it? How do you work around it? And sometimes leaking that doubt all over your own household as a business owner is going to create more problems in your home than it's going to help you. And so that is why you need to find like-minded people. You need to find the network. It's what I did as a coach, as a new coach. I knew that I can't just sit there and figure things out and pretend like I'm sorting it out on the fly in front of clients who are paying me money. So I find a network of coaches with experience who know what they're doing and run every question I have by them because I have to. And that they have the same goals as you. I think it's really important. The importance of knowing that the people that you are affiliating yourself with are in line with what you want to achieve. I think that's huge. Otherwise you can get really sucked down. We know what it feels like when you're around incredibly negative people that are just sucking your life force away. So you have to make sure you can find people that are in line with what you want to achieve that you can be open with that are really lifting you up. It's really cheesy, but it's kind of like the idea of the uh, have your cup overfloweth, right? Mm-hmm. Your cup needs to be overflowing so you can then give to other people and be like, no, man, this is a great idea. Or no, like hit the brakes. We tried this idea and it fucking blew up in our yeah. face. Or it's, hey, man, that is a good idea. Let's <sighs> the idea of the cheesy phrase of like masterminds. Oh, there's big masterminds that you can join yeah. to mastermind something. You can mastermind something in 15 fucking minutes. 
if you have the right core group of people that say, yeah, man, let's jump in. Let's talk about this. Let's riff on this idea and see how we can help you. And you already, we need you to get in this group as well, because even though you may not believe it, you have experiences, you have problems that you've solved that someone else hasn't yet. And we need you to contribute as well. Meaning while you may think, man, I got a long ways to go. I'm not swimming in money here, but I want to learn from these people. I promise you, you have a unique set of problems you that you have solved. You have been through unique situations that nobody else has, or at the very least, nobody in this group has yet. And we want to hear from you. We want to, this is how we, we crowdsource problem solving because we can crowdsource the experience instead of us each having to spend 50 lifetimes. We have 50 mm-hmm. people in this group. We have a hundred people in this group. That is a hundred lifetimes. That is a hundred businesses and coaches now that you can have access to that experience. So get in there, get involved. It is going to be my, it's my new favorite place in there. It's my new favorite people because everybody's moving in the right direction. It's exactly, it's exactly what we've, what we've been, been, I been hoping that this thing would be for a really long time. So, I got to run, guys. I got to go test a concussion on my kid or whatever that means. I, I think it's just baseline testing, but I'm not sure. It, it reads like they're going to hit your kid in the head. So I got to yep. run and I got to run to the school to do that. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Tyler F. And Stone. Go to the Facebook group. Links in the description. And follow the gym at the Gym Owners Podcast. And John, how can they find you? Find me on Instagram at jbanksfl. If you want in on the Gear Academy, Message us directly because we want to let you more about what it's about. It turns into a whole thing if I'm trying to explain it all in the fucking thing and not ever, it's not that entertaining to everybody. So if you want in on the gear Academy, you want to spend a year helping us identify your next move, hold you accountable. Let make sure you execute every step of the way. We're going to prioritize. We're going to help you execute everything from selling supplements to your offers, to your sales systems, to videos, to social media, organic leads, free leads, learning how to run ads, all that shit. That's what we're going to roll out for you in the next year. So you can get in your commitment. You can pay monthly or you can save some money by paying up front. But get in the Gear Academy. You can message us directly for more information. If we can find out if it's for you, you can talk to us. We'd happily jump on a call with you and run you, give you the whole rundown. I got to go, guys. Thanks for listening.